Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. How is everyone today? You know, I don't know about you, but I look forward to these morning calls. These these shows that we do are different. You know, I, I sat here today and I'm, I was at the docks and was looking through a variety of things. Matter of fact, I was looking through the brand new article written on, it's, it's actually an insert written on direct selling inside the USA Today newspaper. I was thinking of my life. You know, I was thinking of how we all kind of get together. It's become kind of like a little community. I get emails and stuff from y'all, and we just kind of hang out and do our thing on this show. And the more I've gotten to think about it, the more blessed I just think I am that, you know, a few years ago when this thing started, we didn't have many listeners. Jimmy and I were trying to kick this thing off and started off different than the way it's become, but now it's one of those things that when I look at all the countries that, that listen in, when I look at how many listens, you know, just the other day I was looking at one of our our shows from John Maxwell that we did not too long ago. It has over, I don't know, over a thousand different downloads on it alone. Just on, And that's just, that, or not downloads, that's listens just on Blog Talk Radio. That doesn't count the downloads over at iTunes. And I just got to say thank you. It's, it truly is humbling as we do these, and we get this information that's changed our lives out to you guys. And today, I wanted to pick another book, and I decided as I was going into Catalyst, I wanted to pick Success 101. It's another one of the small books that John has put together. And as I started looking at it, and I started into my own life, and I started looking around at some of the things I'll cover today in the in the news report that I put out on the direct selling industry. I realized that a lot of people really don't know, or maybe it isn't that they don't know, they just don't know how to put their finger on what is success. I think the older we get, we sometimes look at success and we say to ourselves, well, I'm not as successful as Joe Smuckatelli or, or Sarah the politician or... Whoever, I mean, we just look at that. We look in direct selling, and here's all these people with all the money, and we're down here scratching and scraping just trying to get enough money for our auto ship. What is it? What is success? In this book, I think John covers it very well, and I think it's a great basis. Today we're looking at what is success, and John starts it out, you cannot achieve what you cannot define. You cannot achieve what you cannot define. See, the problem for most people that want to be successful is they just can't achieve success. The main obstacle for them is they misunderstand what it is. I think we've all gone through that. We all look at at what it is and and we look at other people and then we compare where we're at today with them. I mentioned this yesterday. I don't know how many times 
I have people that disagree with what I might might say in a video or what I say on a radio show or what I write in an article. And their and their favorite comeback is you're just a disgruntled distributor who can't make it. And I start laughing. Thinking I live a block off the beach in a barrier island in the second most traveled destination in Florida. A place where people scrape their money together so they can come spend a week or two and then they gotta go home and do it all over again. We don't live in one of the big houses in the big gated community. We don't drive cars. I think Page's SUV, which is a 2004, is our newest vehicle. Our house was built in 1984, and we've built onto it twice. But we live a modest lifestyle so that we can enjoy our dream, our dream, not somebody else's. See, when you look at that and you look at what other people say, so many times we let that be the sabotage and we stop what we're doing. The traditional picture of success that might come to mind is the wealth of Bill Gates or or maybe the the physique of Arnold Schwarzenegger or even Marilyn Monroe, for that matter. She's a hottie. Maybe it's the intelligence of Albert Einstein or the athletic ability of a a Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or, or maybe the business prowess of Donald Trump. Maybe if I back it up a few years, maybe it's the social grace of Jackie Kennedy. The imagination of Walt Disney, or maybe the heart of Mother Teresa. Maybe that's how you see success, because we picture what others have or what others have become. We see them walk across the stage in a direct selling conference, and we say to ourselves, I want to be like them someday. But we really don't know what them is like on the inside. So how do we get started? I think first and foremost, we need to realize exactly what success is. John says this, so how do you get started on your journey towards success? What does it take to be a success? He says two things are required. One, the right picture of success, and two, the right principles for getting there. See, The picture of success isn't the same for all of us. It's going to be different based on our upbringing, based on our lifestyles, based on on, on our worldviews, the lenses that we go through, based on our life experiences. But the principles to get there are all the same. They never change. John's definition of success for his life is knowing his purpose in life Growing to reach his maximum potential and sowing seeds that benefit others. I looked at his. I looked at his definition of success, and I realized something. I realized that every person that I've ever looked at to say I wanted, I want to live the way they live, has been built built on their definition of success. And at first, when I was reading this, I thought, man, that goes against what John said until I realized something. God created me to serve others. When I tried to be number one, when I ran my own businesses, when I tried to, to the, the power thing to be the, the top dog instead of supporting other top dogs, my life kind of sucked. When I started realizing that There can only be one number one. 
but there can be countless number twos. I realize God didn't design me to be that number one guy. God designed me to go out there and help other people become that number one guy or gal and do it right. See, that's kind of where John's at. See, I know my purpose now. And each day I try to grow to my maximum potential. Heck, I'll tell you right now, my marriage right this second, my, my marriage is good. Now, let me let me reclarify that. I don't feel like I'm the husband that my wife needs. That, now, this is after 24 years of marriage. I am causing her so much frustration now because I keep asking questions. I keep trying to, to dig a little deeper because I want to mature better as a man because I know if I can do that as a husband, then she will become a better wife. It's the toughest thing I think I've ever set out to do. I have to study for this radio show, and I'm studying three other books on how to be a better husband, father, man. I mean, it's crazy, but you know what? I want to grow to reach my maximal potential so that I can sow seeds into her life and into my kids' life. See, this is pretty wild. Listen to this. John says, you can see by his definition that success is a journey rather than a destination. I realize that I'm going into my 25th year in my marriage. I'm not the same little boy she married at 22. And I don't want to be the same middle-aged man that she's married to 25 years from now. I woke up the other night, and I thought, man, I want my marriage to be a success. I want my kids to look at this and say, my daddy loved their mom. But I'd woke up in a sweat. I had this dream that I'd lost her to some other guy. And I'm sitting there thinking about the dream, and I thought, you know what? That's what happens in most marriages, because the men or the women doesn't matter. They never continue to grow. And then I thought about our last series, Living by the Golden Rule, and I realized, you know what? I have to do that daily. Every day got to get up and die to myself and focus on treating everyone, including my wife, the way I would want to be treated. And I started to realize as I went into this series, Success 101, I thought this is the same thing. How can you have any successful relationship, marriage or business, if you're not looking at it from the journey, if you're not looking at it about what you can give others? See, I love that. I got excited as I started reading through John's book. John writes this, The very moment that you make the shift in finding your purpose, growing to your potential, and helping others succeed in something, you you are right now not something you vaguely hope for. See, all of a sudden, you become the success that you're looking for. Because all of a sudden, you realize success is going to be a journey, and what you see as successful today won't be successful 25 years from now. See, I remember standing in front of Reverend Beasley, holding my wife's hands, and saying I do. I remember getting in her little Omni and driving to Springfield. Then we were going on to Branson to enjoy a short honeymoon. See, this is what it's about. That was the beginning. Today I enjoy going down the beach listening to her share her inspirations. So what does all this mean? What does it mean to know your purpose Let's talk about that. Do you really know your purpose? How can you be on a journey to success if you don't 
know your purpose. Nothing can take the place of knowing your purpose. Millionaire industrialist, industrialist Henry Kaiser, the founder of Kaiser Aluminum and Kaiser Permanente, said this. The evidence is overwhelming that you cannot begin to achieve your best until you set some aim in life. Here's one of the things that just pisses me off about uh, unions. I'll probably offend some people, so bless your hearts. But one of the things that I've learned about unions is that their whole purpose isn't to help others achieve their purpose in life. Theirs is to achieve their purpose in life. And you may say, Troy, what the heck does that have to do with success? Because what happens is when you're a blue-collar worker and you're in a union, you allow other people to think for you. You allow other people to make those decisions for you. And then you just go through life with a little bit of money, a little bit of retirement, Maybe a boat, maybe a house, maybe a big TV. But most of the time, we never really sit down and think about what our purpose in life is. Now, it's not just in unions either. I see the same thing in direct selling. A few top leaders sometimes make the decisions for others. And then if that decision is bad and that person says, wait a minute, I can't do that, just like in a union, they're chastised. And then I realized it's the same thing in church, the same thing in school, the same thing in politics. See where I'm going with this? The majority of us never reach our full potential because we never learn what our purpose is. I would challenge you today, if you're really wanting to focus on success, to set back and ask yourself. Now, if you're, if you're like me and you, you walk on faith, then I, then I challenge you to ask yourself, I challenge you to ask yourself, what, what is your purpose? What is your passion? Sit down and think about it today. Try to figure out today what it is that you're supposed to be doing. See, I think, I think that's the first step. What if your purpose in life was to build custom homes and instead you're a school teacher and you wonder why the kids hate you so much? Did you ever give that a thought? Something to think about. John says this, and I 100% agree with him. I believe that God created every person for a purpose. Psychologist Viktor Frankl said everyone has his own specific vocation or mission in life. Everyone must carry out a concrete assignment that demands fulfillment. The ancient Hebrews called it the kazon, the passion, the mission, the vision. My good friend Richard Brook, the chief visionary officer of 2110, drives this home with his people all the time. See, each of us has a purpose. The second thing is, what am I searching for? See, 
We all have a strong desire buried deep in our hearts, something that speaks to our deepest thoughts and feelings. It's funny that John writes this because when people come to me and say, Troy, I don't know what company that I should join. What should I do? How should I do it? You know what I say? All the time I say the same thing. I say, tell me what's in your heart. What is it you have a passion to do? What is it you strive to do? See, all you got to do is find it because once you find it, the sky's the limit. Because, see, if you find what it is you want to do, then we'll find a company that will fit what your actual vision, what it is you're searching for. Another question to say is, what am I created for? See, there is no such thing as we're all supposed to be robots. Every one of us was created differently as individuals. No one else in the world has exactly the same gifts, talents, background, or future. None of us. It's all different. Everything. So the question is, why were you created? Well, Troy, I don't believe in creation. I'm an evolutionist. Okay, what were you evolved for? I mean, seriously, I don't care what you believe right this second. If you're going through life and, and, and you're just doing it in a piss-poor manner where you have no vision, no focus, you're not trying to strive for what a purpose is, what are you here for? I mean, that's got to suck. It's time that you wake up and figure out. If you're breathing, then God still has a purpose for your life. There's still something you have not fulfilled. And listen... I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to use an example that hits close to my home because I love this man almost, almost as much as I love my pappy. It was my Uncle George. And some of you, you've heard me over the years or you've seen some videos I've done on my Uncle George. God had a calling in his life, a passion for him. And he refused to live it. And his life was never fulfilling the way it could have been. Because he ran from what I believe God called him to do. And you know why he ran? Because early in his life, outside of his profession, outside of what he did for a living, one individual in his life died. And it was my uncle's fault. This guy was literally an innocent victim. In his eyes. In my eyes, he wasn't. They were both drunk as a skunk, and when you're drunk, you do stupid things. You make choices. But in my uncle's mind, had he not been drunk, this guy would not have died. And he refused, literally refused to follow because of his own selfish, piss-poor attitude. And sadly, I know people today that are listening to this show... And you're the same way. You're not living your purpose because of, of what you think maybe God won't do or will do or because of your own selfishness or because you're worried about what somebody else will say. You're not finding the success you're supposed to have in your life. The other question that you've got to ask yourself is, do you believe in your potential? You cannot consistently act in a manner inconsistent to the way that you see yourself. This is why most people that I see 
get nasty about why direct selling, network marketing, MLM doesn't work is because they're trying to do something that's inconsistent with the way they see themselves and what they think their potential is. You have to live the way you believe that you should live. And if you don't believe you have any potential, then you will never succeed. You have to look at yourself and say, here I am. Where am I going? What am I going to do? And lastly, you got to ask yourself, when do I start? I purposely believe you start right now. H.G. Wells, the novelist, held that wealth, notoriety, place, and power are no measures for success whatsoever. The only true measure of success is the ratio between what we might have been and what we become. What we might have been and what we become. That's the key right there. That's where you got to go. That's what you've got to do. I believe that our potential is God's gift to us, and what we do with it is our gift to Him. Eleven years ago, sitting in the back row with Dalton at Catalyst, I had a dream. I had a dream that one day I would be on that stage. Now, now my dream hasn't come to pass, although I'm on that stage and have been for the last five years. I get to be the man behind the scenes, working with my son, to put on an extraordinary event with a boatload of volunteers. And I mean, it's fun to see God's potential in all these lives. Do you think about this for a second? I was talking with Gary Razor yesterday over at Lehman. He's the founder of Lehman. We were talking about volunteers. Everybody that works with us is volunteers. We bring 300 to 400 volunteers together every year. This is the cool part. Every year. We work together once a year. But on this week, when we come together, we are like a well-oiled machine, and I believe that it's because everybody is working together to fulfill their potential. So how do you do this? How, how can a, an organization like Catalyst, who have less than 25 employees, bring together 300 and some odd volunteers and pull off an event that gives an experience of a lifetime to 15,000 people. I'm going to tell you how they do it. John writes about it. By the way, John was the founder of Catalyst, one of them. Here's how we do it. And you can do this in your own life. I'm telling you this because what you're about to see, what I'm about to share, that works on a grand scale at Catalyst will work in your life if you do this. Number one, you need to concentrate on one main goal. Nobody ever reached her potential by scattering herself in 20 directions. You have to focus on what it is you're to become. You've got to focus on one main goal. We focus on one thing at Catalyst, and that is to put together the most extraordinary event from Wednesday through Friday that some of these folks will ever have in their life so that they can walk away with some brand new meaning so that they know where they're going from. You need to do that, number two. 
You've got to concentrate on continual improvement. For 11 years, we have gotten better and better and better, and we moved from 1,500 to 15,000 when other events have stopped even doing business. It's amazing. David Glass, who used to be the CEO over at Walmart, was once asked, who do you admire most? Without hesitation, he said, Sam Walton. There's never been a day in his life that I've known him that he didn't improve in some way. You need to be like that. The third thing is forget the past. Jack Hayward, who's a, a phenomenal preacher, who's the founder of Church of the Way in Van Nuys, Boulevard, or Van Nuys, California, he said the past is a dead issue. We cannot gain any momentum moving towards tomorrow if we're dragging the past behind us. Cyrus Curtis, who once on the Saturday Evening Post, put it this way, yesterday ended last night. You need to be focused on today, focused on where you're going today, focused on how you can improve today. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to make it happen. Listen, there's without a doubt. Matter of fact, just let me read this verbatim. John writes it this way. Maybe you've made a lot of mistakes in your life, or you've had an especially difficult past with many obstacles. Work your way through it and move on. Don't let it prevent you from reaching your potential. I see my son doing this all the time, Dalton, or not Dalton, but Josh. His past sucks, but, man, his future looks bright. He's out there busting his butt. we all got to do this. Number four, focus on the future. You can be eight years old or 80 years old. Your future is there. Matter of fact, I'll tell you what, I know some people in my life, and their their attitude just flat suck. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, the average lifespan in America is like 100 years old today. These people's lives would have been miserable had they lived at the beginning of time, back there at Adam and, and, and Eve and, and Noah and all that, where the guys lived like 900 years. I mean, you're 400 years old and still in middle age, so... And, and people want to bitch and moan today about this? This is nuts. Folks, if you want success, you've got to go for it. You've got to find out what your purpose in life is and how you can sow seeds in others. It, this is not hard to do. It's, it's basically just a different way of saying live the golden rule. See, the key is to find your purpose and help others while you're pursuing it. Now, for my life, I found my purpose, and now my whole goal is to go out and help other people find their purpose. John says the success in life has nothing to do with what you gain in life or accomplish for yourself. It's what you do for others. Bob Berg, one of our friends that we've had on the radio show, wrote The Go-Giver. you got to pay it forward. you got to go for it. You cannot let anything in your past dictate your future. It's kind of funny. I see people all the time, poor me, poor me, poor me. And then like the other day when I mentioned, here's a guy going for the world record in archery, and he has no arms. Helen Keller couldn't read her here, and look what she's done. Corey Tinboom lost her family in World War II, and she came out and literally forgave the very man who put her mom and her sister and her dad in a gas chamber. 
and you've got problems? I don't think so. I just think you got a dull, negative, disillusioned attitude, and I, I'm stepping on your toes today. But I believe in you, and I believe you can be somebody, and I believe that, that you can change, and I believe you can find your purpose, and you can help other people, but you have to want it as bad as I believe that you deserve it. See, the journey toward success as we close out today, the journey toward success and fulfillment will not look the same for everyone because our picture of success is different. But we can apply these principles and we can all make it happen. I want you to be on with us this afternoon on Aces Radio Live, Jim Gilhouse and I. I have no clue what's going on. I've been so wrapped up in a, in a website and some other stuff this week. But I tell you what, Jim is a remarkable individual, and the people he gets on our show to interview are rock stars. So you want to be at Aces Radio Live tonight, 5 p.m. Central, to hear what's going on. I want you to be with me tomorrow. I do want to let you know in advance, the first week of October, I looked and looked. There's no way that I can do the radio show while we're at Catalyst. Uh, I will. We will do it. I mean, we got all the archives. We'll be back. Uh, we're going to be on next week, and then we'll skip a week and be back and again in October. But... I want you to be with me Monday. What direction should I go? We're going to dig into this success stuff. We're going to make this happen. I'm going to show you through some of Maxwell's teachings how we can apply this to our lives. Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure. I'll see you at the top. Have a great weekend and be back here Monday morning for RealMentorsRadio.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.